You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston, episode number three. Roll the intro. Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now your host, Jody Livingston. Hey everybody, welcome. Thanks for listening today, wherever you are and wherever this finds you, whether that's in the car, driving, redeeming your commute, whether that's you running somewhere. God bless you for running. Uh, I don't run unless I'm being chased by something very much bigger than myself. Uh, Maybe you just find yourself in the office working a little bit. Um, Thanks for listening, though. Really, I appreciate it. As always, uh, thanks for what you do for the students you serve, the families that you serve, the churches that you uh, serve at as youth pastors and youth workers. Um, I know sometimes it feels like you're not accomplishing much, but I promise you are making a difference. Thanks again also for being a part of the Longer Hall community. Um, For those of you who have been following for a while on thelongerhall.com, thanks for jumping over to the podcast and listening and Um, My hope with this, again, is just that this will be an extension of that, uh, the blog there, helping you legitimately not just survive youth ministry, uh, avoid some burnout, stay put, some longevity in your ministry, but also thrive and really have a ministry of lasting influence where you are as you serve. Um, And so thanks again just for tuning in. It really means a lot to me, and I uh, I hope you're finding it helpful. Hey, listen, today is a great show for you. We're going to hear from a friend of mine named David Leroy. David is in his first church. He is about a year and a half into his very first position, and you're going to hear all about kind of the journey so far for him, some of the struggles that he had. We'll talk a little bit about how he and I met, kind of where he was uh, with his ministry and in his ministry when we met, some things that he has done, a big change that he made really early on that he's done very successfully, uh, really without any any blowback, and he didn't get fired, which is always uh, a good thing. He's going to give some advice for other new youth pastors and new youth workers, as well as some for us veteran youth workers. So whether you're just starting out or you've been doing this for a very, very long time, great interview and a good reminder for our veterans as well of what it was like just starting out. All the links, all the things, the resources we mentioned at the end, you can find uh, in the show notes at thelongerhall.com slash episode 003, thelongerhall.com slash episode 003. All that will be there for you. Um, and with that said, we'll jump right in here to the interview. Here is David Leroy. All right, David Leroy here. Um, David, you and I met about a year ago at this point, right? Yeah, um, by our mutual friend, Zach Mabry. Yeah, that's right. We were at the Simple Youth Ministry Conference there um, together, and Zach said, hey, I know this guy you really need to sit down and have lunch with. And so Zach paid for lunch, which was awesome. And uh, and that's kind of where we met and kind of where all this started. How long at that point had you been in youth ministry? At the time we met at the conference, I had been in ministry for just about six months. So you were on, like in a full-time vocational ministry. So just starting out, really. Yeah. So okay, just for those who don't know you, like I do, um, tell me a little bit about yourself, your journey 
to youth ministry, kind of who you are, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, I am first and foremost a husband to Abby Leroy. Uh, we've been married for about three and a half years, and she's a huge blessing and um, in my life. When I became uh, a Christian and started following the Lord my freshman year of high school, I kind of always knew that I would be in youth ministry or that I would be in ministry. Um, my parents were missionaries, and so I actually thought for a long time that that would be the road uh, that the Lord would take me in. I was fine with going overseas and and being a missionary, but uh, I started really plugging into the youth group, and I had some really good youth pastors um, in high school that invested in my life and kind of gave me responsibilities and um, just really helped me as I was trying to follow Christ. So after my freshman year at college, um, my youth pastor had resigned from the church and my pastor had called me up and said, this summer, if you're interested, could you lead the youth group? And so he gave me that opportunity and um, it was just awesome. And you survived. And I survived the summer. And it, <laughs> honestly, from that moment, I just, I had been plugging into youth ministry. But that summer was, I don't know, I just feel like the Lord blessed that summer and I felt a calling. And uh, throughout college, I had just plugged into the youth ministries that my, my church had. And um, then my wife and I got married and I worked in transportation behind a desk for a couple of years. And then when she graduated, um, I just, I had told her, I, I want to apply for a job in youth ministry. And, and how did she, how did she respond to that? Well, she, she knew, she knew that, I, that that was a passion of mine and, and that that was likely something that I was going to do down the road. And, um, but we had sat down one night and I had just, been having a hard time at my job. Um, and I just said, Abby, you know, when you graduate, I want to start, I, I want to move on in, into ministry. And literally the next day, she got an email from a connection that she had and said, look, our youth pastor from our church is leaving. And this is way early on. Uh, but this is open up, opening up, and that actually ended up being the job that I got. Wow. And it was just a, it was a confirmation from the Lord. Yeah, and I'm sure that went a long way for her too, helping Absolutely. her kind of see that confirmation in that process. Yeah, and you know, just throughout throughout those months leading up to that, the Lord just confirmed in our hearts that this is really where we should be. And that Bluefield. West Virginia was really where we should go, even though we weren't comfortable with it. And Bluefield, uh, just a small town, something we weren't used to coming from bigger cities. Um, but we're just confident in the Lord's calling. And I knew that this is where I need to be. And I'm, I'm still confident. Yeah, I think it's so important to have uh, a spouse that's supportive of, of what you're doing, regardless of, really regardless of, 
the size of your ministry or where you are, how long you've been in ministry, whatever that context is, there's no there's no way that the spouse is going to be completely sheltered from that. So if you're pouring and investing in to students or into a ministry and your spouse is opposed to that, that's going to cause a whole lot of problems. Absolutely. And considering, at least from a lot of people that I know that have gone into youth ministry, it involves a change in location. So the spouse is uprooting her life to follow your passion moving to a new place, a new church, having to make new friends. And so having that support is pretty crucial. So you're, you're fairly, I mean, you're not that far off from that decision, really, to pursue mm-hmm. youth ministry. What would you say to somebody who's listening, who's kind of in that place, they've been really plugged in maybe in their youth ministry or had a youth pastor like you're talking about who was really influential in their life, and they're kind of wrestling around with the idea of going into youth ministry and pursuing that. Uh, maybe they're married and they're trying to talk through that with their spouse. Maybe they're not. I mean, where would you where would you recommend they look um, for some guidance on that? You know, hopefully that person would be plugged into a local church. And I think seeking guidance and wisdom from a trusted elder or a pastor, uh, a connection that they have there for guidance. Maybe somebody who's in ministry that knows the struggles of ministry and in the life that comes with being a full-time minister. Um, I think that I think that that would be a crucial relationship one to have in general and to seek out if this is something that a person is thinking of pursuing. Yeah, I think that's good advice. I see so many people who um, are involved in a youth ministry, you know, in their teenage years. They have a youth pastor or youth worker who's really influential in their life. They love youth ministry. They're really excited about their faith in that moment. Then they kind of step out of that, and uh, because they have such a fond memories and such a, a, a strong experience in the student ministry itself, they kind of want to be a part of that on an ongoing basis. And so naturally, they drift back to being a youth pastor, a youth minister. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes I think that's that's confusing. So do you think, okay, you're, you know, almost two years in now, right? I mean, how important is that confirmation knowing like this is absolutely what God has called me to do? I think it's, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely important. If, if you don't know without a shadow of a doubt that this is where you need to be, then you need to not. I don't think you need to consider it. You know, and you had said one time in a conversation with me, and you had talked to your youth pastor, and he said, you know what, you need to run the other direction, think (laughs) of other things, and until you have, know that this is, without a shadow of a doubt, where you're going to be, then then almost don't do it. Because this, you know, it's it's not easy. It's, It's not a regular schedule. Um... So having that confirmation is crucial. And if it really is your calling, then you will have that confirmation. Yeah, I can't. That was that that one conversation with me starting out really when I was praying through ministry, that has saved not only my ministry, but probably my family uh, along the way more times than I can count. And I, I, I just think that's so, so important. You know, it's not that you want to encourage somebody to run from the calling of the Lord, but 
they've got to be confident. Yeah. Uh, because you're right. It's not, it's not easy. And, and it's not a, it's not a light calling either. N- right. Yeah. No, totally. It's, uh, do you think it's more difficult than you thought it would be? Oh, absolutely. It's more difficult than I thought it would be. I mean, you survived the summer, uh, that first summer as an intern, and then you kind of step into the role you're in now. And you're, you're kind of the, the, the man here. Yeah. How does that compare? How is that different from the intern? Uh, you know, I was young. I was 19 when I was that intern, and uh, I could I could make a lot of mistakes and get away with it because <laughs> I was filling in. And so I didn't get any slack. But here, you know, because I am the youth minister and, and I am leading these children, that you know, you have to be careful of what you say, of what you do, of what you allow to go on during a camping trip. Not that I, you know, allowed anything terrible to happen, but um, there's just a responsibility now that I am the youth minister, instead of just being an intern, not being much older than those students. Um, some of them were honestly my friends. Yeah. So. Would you recommend uh, an internship for folks who are thinking about doing youth ministry? Actually, I think that's a great idea. I think that, um, I mean, it gets you immersed in the youth ministry culture. And, and hopefully the youth minister really plugs you in and just gives you kind of a, a season of what this is like being under their wing, um, learning what it's like to have to maybe prepare a lesson every week or prepare more than one lesson a week or what it's like to have to think of games um, and to plan for an activity and to think through a calendar year. There's a lot that goes on that you don't necessarily think about in youth ministry. And I think doing an internship could maybe help you learn about the actual responsibilities of, of a youth minister. And I think it is confirming, too. For me, that was confirming in my life that this is really where my passion lies. I love investing in students. and I love teaching God's Word to them. Um, so I think that's a great idea. Okay, so you and I, we meet at the Simple Youth Ministry Conference, and we go to lunch. Talk to me a little bit about where you were in that at that time in your ministry. Like, what okay. what were kind of some things you were dealing with? What were the thoughts? Or in that, I mean, I remember that conversation. Talk a little bit about that. Um, all right, so when we met, it was about six months into my ministry, about a year ago, and... Um, I was in the process of really feeling things out, you know, still. We were in a new location, in a new church. And so we were feeling out the area. We were feeling out our church body. We were feeling out just our students and the dynamics of everything. Um, so at that time, it was a huge feeling out process. And I was getting opinions from everybody about, this is how you need to do this, and this is how you need to spend your summer. And uh, so in the midst of just trying to get a hold of things and feel things out, um, I'm getting a lot of different opinions from a lot of different people. Now, are, um, those, are those opinions from people within the church? Are those folks outside of the church? Um, within the church, a lot of 
people on the youth committee and conversations with my pastor, all who have the best interest for the ministry. Um, but it can be hard when you hear, uh, when you're getting pulled this way and somebody's trying to pull you that way and you're still feeling things out. And so it was a, it was pretty confusing uh, during that, that few months uh, when we had first met. Um, and at that time, I was just really largely focused on building relationships, just trying to connect with our students, trying to connect with um, their parents, um, and, and trying to connect with my own church body as well, which can be hard as a youth pastor because, you know, there's schedule conflicts when the church is having small groups on Wednesday night. Well, you know, I have our youth night on Wednesday night. And so that was a big effort too. And I, I feel like that was important. Um, but it was a confusing time. Yeah. I remember sitting there and, uh, I remember you saying, and I've got this youth committee and I love them, but I, I don't know what to do with them. Yeah. And trying to figure out even with the leaders that you had in place, in uh, in in a lot of that. Yeah, it was hard because, you know, I have this youth committee and I'm supposed to be leading these meetings and I haven't really been shown the ropes of how to do that because um, my pastor hadn't had uh, a youth committee when he was a youth pastor, so he didn't really know what to do and how to explain and how to best use it. And then, like I had said, I was in the process of feeling things out myself. So how do I use these leaders? How do I use this youth committee and this team that I have when I'm not exactly sure <laughs> where I am? So so just for, for just kind of maybe clarity's sake, in your context where you are there, what, what is the role of that committee? Um, the committee basically is just a team. And, uh, you know, we kind of will come together, maybe brainstorm throughout the year and activities. Um, and they're there to really support and, um, push the things that we're doing in the youth ministry. And, um, you know, now it's, it's a great thing for me (laughs) and a useful thing for me. But back then I, you know, didn't have a bearing on what I was doing. So it was just a, a responsibility that I had and I didn't know how to handle it. Um, but it's really just a team, a team of people seeking the best interest and thinking through and planning and just trying to make things go well. So it's kind of an advisory board for you. Yeah. Kind of an advisory role. Yep. So talk to me, talk to me a little bit. Um, what are some of the biggest lessons that you feel like God's taught you this last year that you've learned? Well, there, there's definitely a lot. Um, I think, I think the biggest is probably, um, just go slow and be patient. You know, coming, coming into a youth ministry, um, where there's a lot of things you would maybe do differently than the previous youth pastor. And that doesn't mean to say that that person was doing them wrong, but you have a different vision. Um, and you know that there's changes you want to make, but you can't make them all at the same time. You can't make them all when you come in. Um, and like you had talked to me before, you got to walk people through changes so that they go well. And, 
and that you communicate your vision. And I think there are times where maybe I, I put the gas pedal on something a little too heavy when I should have just been a little slower about it um, and been a little bit more patient and been a little bit more prayerful. Um, I think another big lesson that I've learned is just uh, being a good steward of the resources I have in youth ministry. And, and that could, that could be being a good steward of my time. That could be being a good steward of the leaders that I have, making sure that, that they're appreciated and they're cared for and loved on, uh, being a good steward of, of my relationships, uh, with the students and with parents. And, um, I just, that's just been something that comes up a lot. Just trying to be a good steward of what I have. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, I think that's all of that is so key. And I think everybody who starts out finds himself in a, in a place like that where, you know, you don't really don't know what you're doing, but you're expected to know. And you kind of have to, to learn the hard way a lot of times uh, in that process. And hopefully you, you don't, you, know, you can stick around long enough to correct those things. Yeah. The next time around. So if you could go, if you could go back to your old self and have lunch with yourself and not me, what would you say to yourself <laughs> that day? Um, I had a professor in college whose favorite Bible verse was uh, Matthew 6.34. It says, uh, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. You know, tomorrow worry about itself. And each day has enough trouble of its own. I would tell myself to think about that and just go day by day. You know, don't worry about tomorrow. Just focus on today. Um each day has enough troubles of them. Just, just get through. Do what you can do today. Don't stress about what's going to happen in the summer. If this mission trip or if camp's going to work out, just, just be a good steward of the day. I would, I would probably tell myself to develop alligator skin. <laughs> uh, not everybody is is going to like what you do, especially if you are making changes. Um, and criticism is hard um, to get, especially when, especially when you care so much about the students and you really have their best interest in mind and you have been praying and you have been struggling and having conversations and you really think this is the best thing. And then somebody comes in and is like, eh, I don't think so. That's dumb. Yeah. Um, and that's hard. Uh, so develop alligator skin, um, and just to just to, I would probably tell myself to ask this question every day: Who have I cared about in my ministry today? Mm, that's a good. Who have I cared for? Um, and that doesn't mean, okay, uh, have I taken a kid out to lunch today? Um, have I taken them out for breakfast? It I mean have. Have I connected with a leader? Have I given them the resource I told them I was going to give them three weeks ago to help them teach Sunday school? Or have I emailed the parents? Or have have I have I written a note card to to a student today? Just one thing to do each day to care for somebody within the context of my ministry: a parent, a leader, a student. Um, 
I think I'd tell myself to ask that question every day. So looking back on your ministry to this point, how long have you, how long have you been there right now? Um, going on a year and a half. Okay. So about a year and a half in looking back at where you are, what do you think is the most successful thing that you've done in this short amount of time? The most successful thing and also the hardest thing I think was splitting our middle school and our high school group. Um, and that does, that isn't for every church. That isn't for every ministry context, but for ours, I felt that was a change that needed to be made. And it was not something that had ever been done in the church before. The middle school and high school was always together for youth nights. But I really felt led to make that change. And uh, we made that change at the launch of this last school semester. And I, I really do feel like that was a big success for us because it had just allowed us to connect with each group on the level that they need to be connected with, that they need to be taught. You know, we went through Habakkuk with our students last year. And for the older students, I think they were eating it up. They liked it. But, you know, I got sixth and seventh graders and the wheels just aren't turning as much. <laughs> right. You know, um, so now we're able to kind of teach in a way that, I feel like it's more effective for each group. And it also lets the younger kids be younger kids. And it lets the older kids be older kids. And um, so with within our church context, we feel like that was a change that needed to be made. And it was the hardest thing, but yet I feel like it has been successful and the Lord's blessed that. What would you say to um, maybe a veteran youth worker youth pastor who's listening, um, you know, as a young guy just starting out, what would you say to, to the old guys in the room like me? <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, I, what I would say to you is find a young youth pastor like me and help him along. Yeah, I can, Truthfully, I can agree with that. So... How how long do you think somebody should be in youth ministry before they start looking back and investing in a younger guy? You know, my youth pastor back in the day, and this is just something that he that he told me just in the context of my own spiritual life is that we want a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy in our life. A Paul, somebody who is maybe a little further along in our in the walk with the Lord and who's pulling us. And we need a Barnabas who's like a who's like our friend, a companion we're walking through life with. And we need a Timothy who we're we're pulling along and we're training and we're discipling. And I don't I don't think you have to necessarily wait three or four years to reach out to another maybe younger uh, or newer in ministry youth pastor. Um, you know, there's there's a there's a guy that I know who was just hired by a church in town here to do the, to do the youth ministry. And, and so now that actually gives me an opportunity to maybe help him keep from making some of the mistakes that I did and give him some advice. So I don't think that, you know, 
if I put a time limit on it, I'd say give yourself a year or a year and a half or, you know, a little bit of time to where you have some bearing on what you're actually doing. Um, yeah, but. I think that's good. I, I mean, I think um, even in the sense of being new to a community, there's a lot to learn there. So you may not be able to, to help and have all the answers for how to do something within the context of their ministry, but you can at least help them with relationships that you already have in the community or where things are in the community uh, yeah. or, or things like that. So certainly within those three, that's really good. You know, somebody is going to fall within those regardless yeah. of where you are. And I think you should always be seeking that in your ministry context, but also in your own walk with the Lord as well. Yeah, that's really good. What about a resource? You got a resource you'd recommend, a book or anything that you, you'd throw at, at folks yeah. listening? Uh, something that I, I've read recently was uh, Giving Up the Gimmicks by Brian um, Cosby. And... uh I just read that book and I really enjoyed it. It's kind of, it kind of covers how I think for a long time, youth ministry being kind of an entertainment sort of culture and drawing students in and having crazy nights and beer factor ish events. Um, uh, and restructuring that into really, a uh, a, a scripture based gospel centered youth ministry. And so he kind of um, he kind of talks through how he uses scripture and sacraments and prayer and service and reaching the community in his in his youth ministry instead of relying on fancy things and crazy games and just in in entertainment based ministry. And so I actually really enjoyed that book. I, I'd recommend that. That's awesome. We'll put a put a link for that in the show notes for everybody so that they can. Check that out. Uh, and what about you? If people wanted to connect with you or find you, where can they where can they find you? Um, you can find me on wpcyouthgroup.com. Uh, that's our youth page, and you can contact me off of there. Um, and then my email is david.leroy, L-E-R-O-Y, at wpcbluefield.com. And I'd be happy to um, answer any questions. Excellent. Well, thanks, David. I appreciate it so much for taking Absolutely. the time to do this, and I know folks will find it helpful. Uh, yeah. Again, we'll put all this stuff mentioned here in the show notes, and uh, stay at it, man. Okay. Thank you, Jody. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. We'll see you, David. Bye. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that. David is such a great guy, great youth pastor, uh, doing some amazing things there in his ministry. I cannot wait to see what God has in store for him in the future and how God uses him as he continues to invest in and pour into families and students and parents. Again, just a reminder, all of the things mentioned there, the links, the resources, you can find at thelongerhall.com slash episode 003. Uh, also, if you have any questions or comments about this episode that you'd like to leave, uh, you can leave those there as well. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, uh, please go to iTunes and subscribe. Leave a review there. That really helps me move up in the rankings there in iTunes and uh, be found and help other youth pastors and youth workers as they come across that and share it with somebody else as well. I would really, really appreciate it. 
And that's it for this episode. Until next time, keep on loving on students, give of Jesus, and we'll see you in the next episode. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.